I never even thought that artificial intelligence would be something available in my lifetime, let alone yours. And here we are sitting with, you know, the baby version of it on our laptops today that we use for almost everything. And when did ChatGPT come out? Like only seven months ago? Yeah, February-ish. And, and yep. look how, how quickly adapted everybody became to it. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Alright everyone, welcome back. I am excited to be back as always. Today we are going to be talking about artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and we're going to be talking about how all of this can apply to an entrepreneur. And that's what we do here at the Family Business Podcast. Speaking of which, we have a guest speaker today, and I am so excited to have him with us. He hasn't been on the podcast for quite some time. We've got Justin Miller in the house. Justin, welcome back to the Family Business Podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, so good to have you. So we were talking about this over the last couple of days, and uh, this has just become a topic that I think is on so many business people's minds, something that is different than uh, maybe 10 years ago when people were going in business into a startup, they had to have a social media strategy. And that was as important as anything else. And anyone that was investing in a startup, they would want to make sure there was a social media strategy that was part of it. I think what that was 10 years ago is what AI is today. And I know that people are going into these startups with AI strategies from the beginning. They're not going to wait and see what happens. It's already being embraced by so many different businesses. And maybe we can speak into that a little bit today. What's your take on all this, Justin? My take is that it's obviously the future. I mean, AI has been integrated into everything, especially the headlines of every article you've probably read this past year, because it's just you know, breaking ground as far as news. There's just so many practical applications for it, and it's both scary, but also really, really exciting for what we have coming in the future. For instance, like I use Shopify, which is like a massive platform, if not the biggest platform for e-commerce right now. And they have just in their summer 2023 update added this um, massive artificial intelligence what would I call it? Machine. <laughs> I guess it, you might call it a machine, but it's more of a, a partner because that's what AI is, right? It's like it's like an actual person almost. And so when you log on to Shopify, when I go into my Shopify account now, it'll have this little guy that's like, would you like me to help you know manage your books? Would you like me to help manage your data so that you can see who's buying your product, where they're buying your product, why they're buying your product? And it's doing this all for me, like as if I hired a team of 10 people. So now mm. it's like, you know, getting rid of the need for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to have so many people, which could be, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. Most people seem to be negatively looking at it. But for people that are everyday Joes, especially us solopreneurs out there, we don't need to hire teams of 10 people to do what AI is now doing for us on our laptop for free. 
I love that. I love that. So Shopify is, is, is obviously jumping in on the game. It kind of reminds me of when we started first looking at Google Analytics on our websites. And this is obviously that on steroids a hundred times or a thousand times more so. Um, and we can we can see that the little things that are required to run a business like just data entry, bookkeeping, you know, personalizing our customer experiences, um, having, you know, just an enhanced marketing strategy mm -hmm. that we know is proven because the, it grasps information from past experience that is just going to set businesses on fire right from the beginning. So I can see it being, you know, not just a tool for marketing, but also for things like fraud detection and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just giving you smarter concepts of building your business. I already have it for fraud detection. It's funny you brought that up. I have uh, a Chrome extension on my computer right now. And so if I ever go into an Amazon seller, like on their Amazon website, or if I go onto a Shopify website, the AI will actually tell me if they think it's a fake website or if they think that there's been minimal activity on the website it'll warn me say if they had minimal Love sales that. it'll warn me it'll tell me this is not a known seller it doesn't know this or if it's just the opposite it'll tell me that this is a very reputable seller here's why we think so and it will pull together reviews from all over the internet about the same product right in front of me on my little chrome extension it's 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 amazing yeah that is pretty awesome um you know i think about this with um, one of the one of the areas that I've always lacked was you know nowadays you can build a website in, in a matter of minutes with with technology with AI, um, but this is going to allow I think non engineering type people that have the entrepreneurial spirit that are building businesses to get more involved in the technology side like for example you know um, innovating in code or whatever it has to be to to get your business to a point where it is up and running and moving in a direction that is very very positive but doing it much faster mm -hmm. and more efficiently now that brings up the topic about people are worried about AI replacing humans where do you stand on on this particular topic I think um... I don't know. Replacing is a strong word. Uh, it, I guess it depends on the job. Like, you know, if you have a job that requires you to do a very, very simple task over and over again, that is a job that is immediate jeopardy of being replaced by AI. Mm. But it's funny how we're taught growing up that we need to get rid of our creativity. I mean, at least this is how I felt through school. They, some of my teachers even said it. They're like, we're going to beat all that creativity out of you. You need to know how to write you know formal you need to know how to do this you need to know how to understand these types of this type of language and then you and you know i come to find out especially as an entrepreneur that i didn't need to know any of that <laughs> i didn't need to know any of it. the most you know profitable thing in this world is being the most creative and the most novel and and, and finding a new way to tell people stuff and how to express information in a, in a more creative way to get people's attention those are the jobs that seem to be paying the most you know the entrepreneurs um, not even just on the marketing side, but like just figuring out, you know, different types of products to make or, you know, different ways to take care of people. Those are the jobs that are safe for mm, now, mm. you know, until, you know, quantum computing comes along. And that's a whole nother story. We'll go into that in just a minute. And I want to talk about social media, too, because that's going to have there's going to be a huge impact on the influencer technology the technology that's coming to the influencer market, I should say, is going to make a big impact, in my opinion. 
Um, and as all of you know, listening to this, um, my listeners know that I talk about residual income and financial strategies and creating wealth all the time. And I can see where this type of AI will make a, a huge impact on the financial sector. And there'll be huge benefits in that direction because, you know, we always say that, you know, history tells us a lot about what's going to happen in the future, but you can't rely on historical data to predict the future. And I think that may be changing a little bit. I know that Morgan Stanley, for instance, is using uh, ChatGBT4 to comb hundreds of thousands of internal documents for investment recommendations. So they'll be fine-tuning how the system works to train it to help novice investors invest like a pro where do you see this going in terms of um social media and the influencer technology that we see out there now that's a big one like any new technology that ever comes i think at this point we need to be more scared of what people are going to do with it as opposed to like the ai because when people hear artificial intelligence they immediately think like iRobot. Like they think like, you know, this <laughs> this intelligence is going to come over that, that that these robots actually can think for themselves. That's not like the type of artificial intelligence we're talking about yet. We're talking about um, very advanced computing. That's what we're talking about right now. The The ability to take incoherent data and put it into a coherent way for humans to understand. That's kind of, it's complex computing as opposed to an actual self-aware machine. Mm -hmm. So as far as using it for social media, there has been such technology as deep fakes that people have been using. And I, I think we've already, you know, touched on this maybe in prior podcasts, but deep fakes is the ability to put digitally a face on anybody and make it look like the actual person. And, you know, you can sell people product and you think Tom Cruise is selling it to you and it's very confusing and right now it's 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 a lawless we're living in like a lawless internet age because of this technology so new it's like they just invented the gun mm. you know it's like we don't know how to mm -hmm. you know we don't know how to regulate the gun because it was mm -hmm. just invented that's what this AI kind of is it's a digital nuclear bomb that's just been given freely to the public so you know we have AI influencers now which are completely either deep faked people or um, completely AI generated like clones mm -hmm. and they will be there's one of them I, I can't remember the name of her but someone created an AI clone and they like post pictures of this AI clone and it has 2.3 million followers and it makes over a million dollars a year because people follow this clone as an influencer so it's pictures of a person that is not real. It's not computer real. generated. Mm -hmm. There's over 2 million people following her, let's call her, yeah, her, on Instagram. And she can post things about different products and services that she's using and people will actually buy it. And so. people will actually buy it. That's the craziest <laughs> part. I blame people because why the hell are they buying it? Um, I mean, in my opinion, she doesn't even look that real. But I guess to a lot of people, it's, it's confusing. Or maybe mm. they just don't care. Who knows? But brands, big brands, are going to them instead of these actual hardworking uh, young influencers over here that are, you know, mm -hmm. that actually want the brand deals. They're like, well, this person is like way cheaper, right? They're not even real, mm -hmm. and there's they're converting sometimes even better than the real people. And yes, and companies can create them on their own rather than pay a, a right. very famous influencer like right. a you know a Jennifer Aniston or someone you know an actress or entertainer or even an athlete that we're all very familiar with and to that end Justin 
Um, I just read that Sam Altman, who's the CEO of ChatGBT, the creator of OpenAI, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he has urged international regulation of generative AI, and he is actually part of the Senate meeting that is taking place, the one that just, uh, we just had one in May, and he's part of the one that is going into the future here in August and September. And he's telling these agencies they need to start issuing licenses for the development of AI mm. because he's concerned that the AI could go in a direction that is not necessarily in the best interest of everyone. Yeah, no. So him, Sam Altman and Elon Musk have been like, you know, aggressively fear mongering, warning us AI is making way too quickly of advancements for us to give regulations to. And like I said about that analogy of handing the atomic bomb to the people is what's happening. They are handing the atomic bomb uh, digitally to the people because it's just it's just so much you know power they could misuse it in so many different ways I remember watching uh, this article by Vox on Netflix that was talking about how um, AI can like overnight create 40,000 um, different viruses biological viruses that mm. they know are um, well, what could I say are vulnerabilities in the human uh, genome and biome like mm -hmm. to every single one of us and it just like calculated them overnight like things that don't exist but you can create them in a lab and here's the kicker you can sell that formula online mm. the people that had actually created it i wish i could remember their names i have to go back and watch it but the people that had created it were like oh my god you know we did this as an experiment but then they were seeing the data and they were like this has a 100 percent lethality rate and a 98.6 percent contagency rate and so when you say when we talk about you know handing out licenses to develop ai this would be one of the reasons right like these guys didn't need a license to develop this in crazy super viruses that they did and so you know any average joe can go and buy this off the market and and, and that's really scary that to think other countries or even the u.s could start developing this just because they bought it off the internet for 50 bucks and they actually have the labs to create these things that, that this could be, you know, released on the world. And so, um, you know, these guys that had created it were looking at it and thinking to themselves, oh my God, we did this as an experiment, but what have we done? Like, we should delete all of this information. We, we shouldn't make this available to anybody. So this is why they're trying to say, you need a license to develop this stuff, and then we're going to keep an eye on you. And I think, you know, it sounds a little like, communistic but i think that's how we have to be until it's very very safe like people have to be kept an eye on real closely because this technology can get out of hands really quickly and it's one of those things one of those rare things that it can get away from us without us trying it for it to like it, it can think on its own well i you know you bring up a lot of interesting points there's some gloom and doom in there but i think humans still matter i mean generative ai is a tool and i think it remains a tool that has to be used by humans at this point um and i think that you know if we're overly relying on the magic that is provided by ai it's not going to work in the long term and I think that most people want to do good with it. Which brings me to the topic that I, uh, I really want to dive into right now, which is, I'm, obviously, for the reasons that you pointed out, the public has anxiety over the new AI technology, but some of it is misguided. I mean, according to theoretical physicist Michio Kaku, who is known for his contributions in the field of theoretical physics, 
particularly in the areas of string theory and the study of fundamental forces of the universe, this guy is telling us that this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is basically just a tape recorder that's stringing things together that is already out there and splicing them and spitting them back to us. It's not that great of technology. He says the future of technology in AI is quantum computing. And you and I had a nice conversation about that. So let's speak into that for just a minute. Yeah, so the shift from AI to quantum computing is going to be huge. And, you know, until I saw it on the news, literally this morning, I thought that quantum computing was um, like sci-fi. I, I mean, I thought, I mean, I never even thought that artificial intelligence would be something available in my lifetime, let alone yours. And here we are sitting with, you know, the baby version of it on our laptops today that we use for almost everything and when did ChatGPT come out like only seven months ago yeah february-ish and, and yep. look how how quickly adapted everybody became to it tell, tell me about quantum computing i mean there are several tech giants like ibm microsoft google amazon these guys are already developing their own quantum computers i know it's just like quantum computing is the next step above ai and i just can't even believe we got to ai so quickly so when seeing quantum computing be covered by farid he was talking about how it, this is real and it's here and how they're already looking to use it for certain um, things so quantum computers work how I should start by how regular computers work so a regular computer that we've used since you know the 1950s has done binary ones and zeros on off it's like a switch a quantum computer considers you know almost like three-dimensionally like where a computer would think two-dimensionally like a circle it's thinking three-dimensionally so there's not just on and off there's on off sideways on off uh, you know backwards like everywhere that an like a gyroscope more than just like a circle yeah it's yeah. basically what you need to know is that it's not just binary it, there's like a million different inputs that this thing can you know comprehend and what that means is that it's not going to trial an error when it's trying to solve a problem it's going to do a million different trials and errors all at the same time to do a single That's crazy. problem That's meaning crazy. that where a you know, your laptop could solve a calculation in a second, it could solve it in like a millisecond. Mm -hmm. And we're not just talking about like, you know, like a simple calculation like two plus two, we're talking about solving very, very complex problems. Well, take, take it a step further. Let's talk about like, for example, healthcare, which we all care about. So cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's disease. These are, these are diseases that are at the molecular level. So right now, obviously, we're powerless to cure any of these diseases because we don't have the knowledge to learn the language of what he calls nature, which is the language of molecules, and that is quantum electrons. So, you know, we're thinking in terms of a digital chip that's in our computer where he's saying we have to have something free-floating to make this quantum computing possible, which is already happening as we're speaking about it right now. So basically the, the idea behind the quantum computer is that the world, our reality, isn't binary like a computer mm -hmm. is that we've made, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the digital world and then there's the biological world and the elemental world, like the, everything that's around us is structured via atoms, not binary code. So we need something that's gonna decode that. And so that's the whole point. That's where the quantum computing comes in to help us with that type of information because it can, it can calculate, you know, electrons can move in any amount of almost infinite directions, right? Mm -hmm. 
a quantum computer can consider that, whereas a binary computer can only consider that it was up or down. And if you can imagine that, you can imagine how it can analyze and solve problems much, much faster than normal computers. And what that will do to the advancements of technology and our health and our finances and our just really our lifestyle. I mean, it's something that I, I feel very comfortable saying that it's going to enhance lives. Now, there's always going to be bad actors out there, Justin. No matter what you do in, in life, there's always going to be something that's going to, you know, take it to a, a level that we didn't expect it to go. And obviously, we have to put up guardrails for that. But for the most part, it should be something that we're all very, very excited about because right. it can solve problems that we haven't been able to solve up until this point. You know, I don't even see a lot of the ways that quantum computing could be used in a negative aspect. It's much more of a discovery, uh, you know, device, and it's much more of a, um, you know, problem-solving mm -hmm. device. Whereas mm -hmm. AI is the scary one because that's that can be used by humans much more than it can be used by itself. And and I, and I don't, you know, it's hard to trust humans using it when it's given to the general public so quickly. So that's why there's those regulations. So quantum computing in the health field is going to be um, massive. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, mm -hmm. let's just take cancer, because that's the easy one, right? And we'll say it's it's an incurable disease, but it's it's not going to be anymore because it just we just didn't have enough information about a single patient, right? So each instance of cancer is a very individual experience, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone experiences some of the same symptoms, but it's, it's very individualistic in different parts of people's bodies and different people have different genetics and respond to it differently taking that data and putting it into a quantum computer and as opposed to a regular computer could give you a very specifically cocktailed treatment slash cure to an individual mm. and that is a real possibility coming very soon exciting right and, and we could try it for new medications too like what type of medication does this specific person need to be taking for this specific disease because not everybody's going to react to the same medication the same and that's going to be huge for, for all types of diseases other than cancer, bacterial diseases, viral diseases. Uh. I can see it solving a lot of the world's problems. I mean, and eliminating some of the the rhetoric that's out there and the, the gaslighting that's taking place by this side says this and that side says that, whether we're speaking about politics or people can't solve these problems that quantum computers could actually come in and say, here are the possible outcomes based on the, the path that you're heading down. And here is some things that you could do in order right. to track it differently right. and see what the outcome could be. And that's what I thought was sci-fi up until this, you know, this morning. I mm. thought that was, you know, maybe when I'm 80, they'll be breaking their first breakthrough. And now I'm finding out we're, we're well past the meet, the, like the middle of mm. a breakthrough, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that, that's, you know, amazing news, you know, to our generation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> listen up, entrepreneurs. If you're not, if you're not incorporating AI in your strategy. Oh, AI is the past. You are, I wish you have already done that for these past seven months. You need to. My have, point. Exactly. You need to have AI at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. AI helps me with this podcast. Every time I, I podcast, I want to get information and topics and get background. It, I can get it easily, a lot easier than. I used to look it up on Google or whatever search engine you guys like to use. It is different now. So if you're not incorporating AI, you're behind the times already. Yes. I mean, we went out to dinner uh, the other night, and me and my boomer friends were uh, we're all talking about ChatGBT, <laughs> and the, and the and the waiter is looking at us like he, you know, 
this is something that is not new, right? This is technology that's been around a long time to him because he's in his 20s and AI is, uh, you know, already seven months old right, as far as right. ChatGPT. It, it would be like in 2015, you're talking about the smartphone and we're like, guys, the smartphone came out in 2007. Like, get <laughs> with the times, yeah. you know? And this only came out seven months ago, but we live in an age where information spreads so quickly that if, yeah. you know, yeah. it feels like it came out seven years ago, but it came out seven months ago. And Yeah, and all these companies are incorporating that and we're seeing we're seeing so many changes because of it so anyway this is an exciting topic we're not finished on this topic we're going to have more discussions on this i want to hear your questions i want to hear your comments on this all you um, loyal listeners that are out there and uh, all the new people that are jumping on this uh this podcast we really appreciate your feedback we appreciate your reviews your comments your questions you can always do that um justin I always love having you on mm-hmm. uh, the podcast. It's always a good conversation. I know these are some of the most listened to podcasts that we do when we have these interviews. So we're glad to have you back and we look forward to having you back on again. Yeah. And if anybody out there is still interested in learning a little bit about, um, you know, the quantum computers, but doesn't want it to be like, you know, super educational and wants it to be more entertaining, there's a great show called Black Mirror. I don't know if some of you have heard of it. <laughs> and there's this one episode that's brand new, it just came out in June called Joan is Awful. It's the first episode of season six, and it actually covers the concept of quantum computing in a very fun and uh, cautionary tale way. That's what Black Mirror is, right? It's just like one big cautionary tale after another for the future. Definitely give that a watch if you're into the quantum computing, because they'll kind of like graze the surface by the end, and you'll feel like you have a little bit more of a grasp of what it does. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show, Justin. We look forward to having you back again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please pass this on to your friends, to your family members, to your loved ones, to your colleagues, to people that you think will benefit from it. And we can't thank you enough for doing that. Until next time, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.